حکم Nixon Jane's episode number 955. I'm at the Honda Indy. seat. I can actually see cars going by. It took a while, I'll tell you. This, this is cool. I, I, it's the free Friday. Uh, July, whatever the July is today. practice and uh, maybe some qualifying later today and I think there'll actually be a, uh, a race at the end of the day what an ordeal getting here boys and girls um, I, I'm feeling more and more what it's like to be physically physically handicapped uh, because I am uh, just, uh, you know, I get to my station, Eglinton. All right. Train goes straight through to exhibition. But um, there's a warning, no handicapped access. So I have to lift my walker up onto the train. I can handle that and then pull myself up by the handle. But getting off an exhibition, it was a it was a steep drop, and several people said, "Do you need help?" And I'm saying, "No, no, no, I can manage." And uh, with that, the wheels of my walker stroller went right under the train. Like I was still holding it, but they they the platform were stuck under and people who were already off ahead of me said hang on I'll get it I'll get it and grabbed it and rescued my walker like that could have been that could have been a real disaster and then arms are out to help me down which I needed it's just there was just I was not at the right stop for the handicapped access my my station Eglinton is being revamped, re-ramped. Anyway, it, it was really difficult. And then I got off at exhibition. There's no elevators. The sign's closed. No. It took five minutes before I found somebody else with strollers. found an attendant who guided us outside the gates and into where the new elevator is. Uh, but for a while, I was stranded. I was thinking, I can't even get home now. I'm on one side of the tracks. Train going home is the other side. I only see stairs everywhere and no sign, no posting anywhere for the new elevator just lucky a guide was there to lead myself and 
people with baby strollers to the handicapped elevator. Anyway, all right. I, I'm not. I'm not bitching. But boy, oh boy, this is. This things can be tough. But anyway, I made it. Yeah, I'm here. And uh, I'm gonna find. A, no, I got a good spot right here to watch the cars go by. It's a straightaway, and it's free. I'll tell you later what 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 car what cars I'm watching. You're hearing. Scarborough dude signing out. Well, I found the handicapped seating area. I'm the only one seated here. But it, it, it's good they do that. There's a lot of chairs out, and there's a view of the straightway on Princess Boulevard. Um, and they put up a tent... So you can sit in the shade too, but there's nobody here. I'm the only person. I'm I'm very glad I came. I'm over the difficulty of getting here. It was a challenge, and I was worried about, you know, not finding an elevator when I arrived. That was scary. Um, people were asking me, "What are you, What are you gonna do?" I said, "I don't know. I can't even get home." But uh, anyway, it worked out. But it did bring home the idea, uh, the reality. Of being somewhat handicapped and uh, made me think sadly if I'm having trouble here in Canada in Toronto there's a very good chance I won't ever be able to travel back to Japan to Japan and uh, that saddens me. Saddens me a lot. All right. Don't don't worry. I'll bounce back. I'll be upbeat soon. I always am on the Dixon James podcast because that's the way I am by nature. I stay up. All right. These are the radicals that are going by. Rob Lee would know what that was. All right. Winding down. Now for the NASCARs. Now you get noise. The same ones I've seen at Mossport. 
They're, they're just the first lap. They're just, just getting started. This is what I came for. This is just uh, sort of a, a practice lap and then maybe a qualifying after this. So I'm right on the corner, right by Princess Gate. Now it's going to be fun when these guys got really start racing. It's a really sharp turn coming off the straightaway on uh, Princess Boulevard, so it's uh, it's a good spot. It's good the Honda Indians back in town. getting a feel of the cars, feel of the road. I mean, it's a rough road, right? This is not a racetrack. This is real road that they've sectioned off for the race. slide a bit on this corner. Oh yeah. Others hold tight. It's a good it's a good viewing spot. smell too. You're close to, here you're close to the track. This is way closer than the at Mossport.
bunching up. Some of them are very, very close to each other as they go through this corner. I just slid through the curve. He nearly lost it. I understand there's a few American drivers here too, so that keeps things exciting. And this is only Friday. They're just starting off. We've got Saturday, Sunday races, but I don't think I'll be coming back. This is not going to be an entire podcast of just the Honda India. This is just uh, what I'm doing on this Friday, the 14th of July. <sighs> Scarborough Dude signing off. Serge Bordeaux went into the tire wall. It'll slow things down. him back to the pits. Let's talk about flags. NASCAR did, did, does not want to have two separate sets of flag rules for different racetracks. So in NASCAR, whenever you see a yellow flag, it is all around the racetrack. In most conventional road course racing, yellow flags, unless they're displayed at the start-finish line by the official starter of the race, they're local. So there might be a yellow flag just in one corner. NASCAR didn't want to go that route, so they used the blue flag. You can still race when the blue flag is being displayed. It's basically a warning to a driver that something is going on. Something's up there. You better be careful if you want to be. So it looks like everything is still buttoned up in the 96 of Cameron. That 55 car... It's the damage seems to get worse every time we see a shot of it. It, it hasn't moved since he pulled it out of the tire wall, and uh, now you can see the safety crew is on scene chatting with Serge in the window. So obviously his window net is down, and he's all right inside the cockpit, which is great news. And the benefit of a tire wall as well until it gives you a little bit softer of a landing. Than it would have. But the problem is when you're in turn eight and you do get that wheel hop, that, that rear wheel chatter as you mentioned, you're already somewhat committed to the corner when you're starting to brake. And then all of a sudden the car doesn't want to brake anymore and 
That's when you end up going straight. You, there is a runoff area in turn number eight, but unfortunately, you tend to miss it just based on the physics of turning the corner. And the way this works, the surge was fairly close to cars in front of him, so he had a bit of an idea how deep in the corner they could go. It's the only way you're going to improve, but at the same time, it's a progression. You've got to get to that point, you've got to feel what it's like. And we talked about even the best step over their limits a little bit. Let's take you through and introduce you to the drivers who will be competing here today. Driving the zero from Oshwegan, Ontario, the Glenn's Tires Racing, Oshwegan Speedway, Chantarelli Chevrolet, it's Glenn Styers behind the wheel of the zero. Driving the number one from St. Donat de Montcalm, Quebec, the Proton Controls, Russo Metals Ford, it's J.P. Bergeron in the one. We talked about the three machine. He is from Terrebonne, Quebec. The Asa Abloy Fast Eddie Chevrolet, number three of Alex Gannett. A local driver getting an opportunity. From Hamilton, Ontario, the Glenn Steyers Racing Solo Performance Exhaust, Alnor Mechanical Dodge, number four is driven by Trevor Monaghan. The six is from Halton Hills. Legendary motor car, K-Line Dodge, number six is Peter Clint. The number nine comes from Stainer, Ontario. The Leland Industries, GMS, RGC, Sheer Metal Products, Chevrolet, number nine is Brandon Watson. We talked about the 13 machine. That's the Camloop, Gilles Leduc Automation Dodge, number 13. The driver's out of Trois-Rivières, Quebec, it's J.F. Dumoulin. Canadian Motorsport Hall of Famer drives the 17 from St. Thomas, Ontario, the Castrol Edge, Spark Power, CIM Metals Dodge, Daytona 500 qualifying driver. That's a pretty big statistic just Very to big. get into that show. Yeah. DJ Kennington behind the wheel of the 17. Driving the 18, he has won here before from Lachenay, Quebec, the St. Hubert NTN with Genetech Chevrolet to Alex Tagliani, who's claimed favorite in the pole center for the Indianapolis 500. Also, a very big hook to hang your hat on. An impressive feat. The driver of the number 20 from Grimsby, he has won three of the four races this year. The FPM Delta Bingo GSR leading edge Chevrolet number 20. It's Trayton Lapsovich. Another youngster drives the 22 from Milverton, Ontario. The APC Pennzoil Deco Chevrolet. It's Kyle Steckley in the 22. 24 from Oka, Quebec. The Eviram Home Hardware 4 number 24 is Thomas Neveu. And then is the winningest driver here on the streets of Toronto in the NASCAR 50 series from Roxton Pond, Quebec. The GM Paillet Chevrolet Canada number 27 is Andrew Ranger. The 31 comes from Brace Bridge. The Sierra Excavating A&G, the road cleaner Chevrolet. It's Daniel Bois behind the wheel of the 31. Former series champion behind the wheel of the 47 from Pointe-Pierre, Quebec. The WeatherTech OmniFab Dodge 47 is Alpine Dumoulin. Beat story in the 53 from Mirabel, Quebec. The Herbie's Lifts. Anna Romatowska Remax. Anna Romatowska Remax Dodge. Herbie Drescher behind the wheel of the 56. A longtime crew chief in the series. A character in the pits. Now getting his opportunity behind the wheel. 
Well, we've seen the 55. That car's being towed off right now from Blaineville, Quebec. The excellence Dodge. Number 55 is Serge Bordeaux. The 59 is from Halton Hills. The Bothwell Acura Ace Hill Dodge. Gary Clute behind the wheel from the 59. The son of the driver of the number six, Peter Clute. 74, he's got a couple of wins here from Cedar Stash, Quebec, the Napa Auto Parts. Valvoline Dodge, number 74, is Kevin Lacroix. 84 is from Oakville, the O'Neill Electric Supply. Visit Barbados, Castrol Dodge, 84, is Larry Jackson. The 87 is from Toronto, the AER Manufacturing. GM Paye Chevrolet, 87, is Sam Fellows. The 91 is from Montreal, Quebec. The Dagobert Tag E-Carding Chevrolet 91, J.F. LaBerge. This driver's overcoming some injury. He broke a bone in his elbow, really been struggling with that this season. From Ganawagi, Quebec. The recap, Bullies Truck Stop Chevrolet number 92, Dexter Stacy. The 96, we just saw that car crippled out on the racetrack. It looked like once he got a push, the car fired up, so that's a good sign. The driver's from St. Leonard to Aston, Quebec. The GM Paillet Chevrolet Canada 96, Mark Antoine Cameron. The 98 is from Whitby. The curb record, CMS Group Incorporated Chevrolet 98 is Daryl Timmers. And the last driver to introduce Dave, an interesting story, drives the number 99 from Milton. The Nitro 54 variety Main Street Logistics Dodge, it is Matthew Scannell, whose father, Howie Scannell, was a talented race car driver. But his grandfather, Howie Scannell Sr., would have raced right here on this property at the CNE Oval Track back in the 60s. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, if you walk through some of the paddock area where the NASCAR Pinty Series, so they're not in the building with the Indy cars and the other open wheel series. They're on the other side of the track over in the parking lot area where the midway would be if you came here for the X, for example. But if you walk through that parking lot area, you can still see remnants of that oval track. There's uh, there's certain aspects of it. You can see the, the undulations in the parking lot where the little bit of banking would have been. I don't even know if I would know an undulation if I saw one. <laughs> you would. Can you just You'd probably it? trip on it. Oh, <laughs> I trip over a lot of things. That's true. But uh, do feel free to walk down into the uh, the paddock area, meet some of these drivers. It will be an autograph session a little bit later on, but uh, definitely the drivers are very accepting of the, the crowd. It's it's a, a NASCAR vibe where you try and mingle the fans in with the drivers and the, and the crews, see the cars up close. And, uh, and get a feel for it because it is really, really interesting. So don't feel you have to sit in your seat through the entire day. You head on over and, and see some of the paddocks that are in the uh, outside area and, uh, and and see what's over there. He's going to be up on the wheel to lay down a big one. And see, these drivers all have to be talked to. It is a wild horror. There's been a lot of spin-outs, like just going right up to the wall. One guy spinning completely around. Lots of fun. 
it's not banked like at a, a real racetrack, it's flat. Here goes Ranger number 27. Same name to all the win. Dubois, Lacroix. Ranger. This is qualifying now. Of tires now. Remember, they're not changing tires before the start of the race. What they have on the car. Whoa! They just slide around that curve. That's that's ballsy, man. the car's gonna hold like they're just you can just see the ass end just starting to slide for position on the track for the race. Time lapse, or 
exciting as the, the, the race, you know, because this, it's all about it. It's all about position. My battery's going to die very soon, and uh, I only have one spare battery. decided if I'm going to stay for the whole day. The uh, Pinty race is at 5 o'clock, 5.10. It's an actual race. Um, and that would be a good one to stay. It's just do I, I didn't bring a book with me, which was foolish. I had it, and I thought, oh, it's too heavy. Well, what the hell am I... What do I mean heavy? I'm not carrying this thing. This corner, I'm still looking at it, but I'm sitting in the shade. Um, they can take it almost side by side, but one has to back off. They come into it beside each other, and then it's a game of chicken, or whoever is fastest. Red. Bam, bam, bam. Oh, 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 it's a little Honda. Again, that great smell of the gasoline. Oh, yeah. Although I'm smelling a little weed, too. Don't know where that's coming from. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do with the rest of the day. I mean, part of me says, oh, just got in the train to go home. I had my fun. And then if I got home, I'd think, oh, what the hell did I do that for? I had a free Friday. What do I really need? You know, oh yeah, it's the drift. So maybe I've got my weed with me. Maybe I should just get a little high. Although I'm in the middle of a discussion on uh, with MMD on Discord. Um, I don't know if I uh, if I want to continue that. Anyway, stay tuned. Scarborough Dude signing off. I am Mustang. Oh, I, yeah, I should stick around. I'd be an idiot to go home right now. It's just I'm, 
I'm concerned about getting on and off that damn train again. Alright, bye for now. series, these little peewee things, I guess the 2000s for two liter engines. Um, would that be right? And I've kind of, uh, you know, sort of lost interest. These things hold the road pretty well, so, you know, you don't get the same slides in the corner. But, um, anyway, I had a few puffs, which was the right thing to do. But I'm feeling a little weird now. A little bit uh, too, too real. Not quite scary, but, uh, you know. Thinking ahead to my disability. Thinking, you know. Like being shaky now, just standing up and grabbing hold of this thing, knowing that's going to get worse. And holy fuck, there'll come a time when I can't, I can't do this. Get on, get on a train and come down to uh, whatever. Anyway, I don't want to go. I'm just seeing those are the scary thoughts. Not saying it's happening. I'm just like you're sort of going to a dark place. You know, oh, fuck, what's ahead? And then another part is just you're just so gr- so grateful. There's nothing about my life I want I want to change. I just you know I, I think of Naoko and I think oh my goodness, how lucky. Well, what? lucky I packed uh, spare batteries. I was a little worried. They were two different brands, but uh, anyway, it seems I have power back on the. Olympus LS10. Um, I'm having a delightful time and now that I'm, uh, I've been high for quite some time. I've uh, done a lot of reflecting. I've gone through some strange spaces. I don't know if I recorded that. I know the battery's cut out, but uh, you know, kind of out in the edge a little bit. Um, but coming back to the same feeling, oh my god. I'm rejoicing in my own life. I'm just so happy. I'm me and uh, <laughs> and no one else. I, I wrote that down. Like I mean, I made a haiku out of it. Like hey, just I look at everybody passing by, and there's not a single person I want to trade places with. And it's just simply that. Like oh, I don't know how to play that game. You know, everybody has a history. Everybody has a, an age, a character, a body, and, and the idea of being any one of those people and in, in, in inhabiting that body and uh, living that life like wherever they go and of course you wouldn't know any difference if it wasn't that you're you but to be haunted like that to believe you're in the wrong body as uh, I believe I think Paige felt I'm thinking about that I'm, I'm, I'm so loving the Umbrella Academy but I'm also thinking of uh, him as an actor and oh my god this person is really good They've given a lot to Canada through their acting. I mean, to the world, of course, but uh, I think I'm 
trying to proudly claim uh, Elliot as a, um, a Canadian, a Maritimer at that. Anyway, still here, the time is passing. Uh, my iPhone just about died, and I did pack. In addition to the spare batteries for my uh, LS10 here, I also carried a battery pack to uh, recharge my phone, knowing it would go out. You start taking pictures, and I stupidly took a video, a useless video clip, and of course that eats up the juice, especially when you try and upload it. Uh, anyway, I've got little power in that, too. I've been, uh, yeah, I've, I've been reflecting a lot. I've been reflecting an awful lot about Naoko, my wife, and I'm just, just filled with such gratitude that, uh, that, uh, I married her. She's the, the yeah, she's the person I've spent thirty something years with, and and I can just go right back to the beginning in my mind. And oh my God, the the ups, the downs, the the thrill, the excitement, and the and the and and, and truly the the wonder, the beauty. I, I'm just seeing beautiful things. It's a hard thing to say in a podcast. It's, you know, how, are, how do people interpret that? Well, I'm a little high, and I'm, I'm doing this thing of trying to take stock of where I am and where I find myself right now is in a good place. I'm happy about everything, in spite of this ridiculous, you know, thing of this neuropathy that. Uh, that's following me closely. Gosh. I'm out of words. I think I'll just get back to uh, being uh, being me. Being happy about it. But I'm, I'm happy about the people I know, too. I, I wrote Mark a nice note. Excusing myself from Wednesday. I was so, so thrilled that uh, Mark said, Hey, no problem. Do what you have to do. You know, I was thinking, I was backing out, and uh, I and I guess I felt an, an almost an obligation to go and realize on the train today. No, I'm going out Saturday. I'm going out today. I don't want to go out Wednesday too. I don't want to spend that money. I don't want to do that arduous journey on TTC. And Mark was just a perfectly nice chair. Okay, no problem. Next time, you know. And I felt, I guess, great relief. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a struggle to be yourself. I mean, that's whatever—that's the only choice you've got. Dig deep and find out, who am I? Just, you know, and uh, it's changing. You know, it is a movable feast. We are not the same person. Day by day, we can change. And uh, we look for that consistency, like we pin ourselves down. Oh, yeah, that's me. And uh, people have memories of you from that don't exist anymore, you know, from the distant past. I guess that's why I'm excited about visiting one of my earliest solid relationships, girlfriends, Pat. I'm quite excited about the idea of Pat's in Guelph. Pat uh, was a, uh, a research librarian, I guess. I ended up at the university. It was at the University of Windsor and at the University of Guelph. And uh, retired, of course. Married uh, an interesting, I guess, a, a poet and a painter whose paintings I've talked about on this podcast before were just absolutely wonderful. Uh, just a series of heads 
and uh, I thought they were delightful. And Pat paints these huge, huge paintings. Um, but I, I knew it was the right thing. You're, you're looking for right things in your life. And this, this is funny because, ironically, this came up in a conversation with uh, MMD, you know, over in, in question for me, questioning the definition, well, who decides what is the right thing to do? But within yourself, you, you know some rights and wrongs, and you know when you're making a good call. And, and uh, there's a couple of things I have to do. I have to visit Pat, and I have to uh, write to my dear cousin out in the West Coast, Cousin Mike, who so kindly treated me to the expensive uh, bottles for my 75th birthday. And I don't think I thanked him enough or communicated enough. I think I was a bit lazy in it, and uh, I feel not an obligation, just a, a desire to do the right thing and, uh, and write to him. So there's a couple of things on my list of uh, how do you go about being a better person, continuing to try to improve yourself. You know, of course, other people have definitions of what counts as approval or uh, not uh, well, approval too, but uh, a better version of yourself. You know. Anyway, I don't want to go on too long about things already hashed over on uh, Discord and who knows where. Are we still recording? Can't see. Yeah, I guess I mentioned I changed my uh, dates too for the uh, the uh, cataract surgery until October. And so maybe that was in the last podcast. I don't know. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm getting old. I'm getting forgetful. I'm getting repetitious and uh, all those things. But uh, I still have some light and I still have some insight. So uh, that's good. And we'll carry on with uh, with all the hills and ups and downs and undulations. That was the word the uh, gentleman announcing the race didn't know. Didn't know that word. And the other guy said something like, oh, you'll, uh, you'd know if you met one. But uh, anyway, yeah, glad I came. It was the right thing to come. And, uh, and I, I did have, you know... <laughs> I know I'm repeating myself now, but I'm, I'm sort of re- reinstating that reality. My God, getting off that <laughs> without a proper ramp. And the, uh, it was just too high between the um, platform and where I was standing with a step that I wasn't much of a step. And uh, anyway, I required help and I got help. And that was good. Uh, going back, I see there's a ramp. Uh, they don't have one when I get off the train in Eglinton, so I'm going to face the same thing, but I'll uh, ugh, deal with that when I have to. All right. Shutting down. Just a good chance to talk to you between races. I guess I'm sticking around to the end. Oh, my God. Then this is going to be this horrendous line trying to get on the fucking train. Does everybody leave at the same time? Jesus. Uh, I don't know. Don't worry about it, Ken. That's in the future. This is now. All right. That's it. Getting back to the now. I was thinking about reading now here, this, at uh, at the uh, gathering in, the, in, uh, in Lowell, amongst our group. That's a group that I'm excited to be a part of. I'm good at finding different groups, getting my nose, get my nose in there. 
Yeah, get my personality in there. I mean, you, you don't just get in for free. I realize that in group therapy. Hey, you're not in this circle until you uh, you start crying, buddy. There's something like that. Do we know you're you're serious? There's all. There was one girl. I always thought her stories were just too horrible. I just didn't believe them. You know. But uh, now that I think back on it, why, why wouldn't they be true? Oh, I held myself back from giving the answer to that. I had a line there, and I, I intentionally, oh my God, I censored myself. No, I mean, in, in, in some ways, it's a funny line. Exit all depends. Shall I repeat the line? I don't think it would land very well. I don't think it would land well. Because, I mean, a lot of people just don't get my humor anyway. And, and just or, or get it and just simply don't like it, don't find it funny at all. So this line, to me, is quite funny. But... Uh, it's like I greeted Sheen, our friend in uh, in uh, Windsor. I, I couldn't think of a better way than sending a message to him because I haven't heard from him for a while. And then the message was, so how is old shitty pants Sheen? And I thought that was kind of nice, kind of funny. He's in a picture. He's kinda, he used to be big, kinda, a little bit plump. I think he's lost weight. He's in much better shape. I think he's looked after himself. But, I mean, he, you know, easy, easy enough to call him shitty pants. Shitty pants Sheen. It's a nice ring to it. Wouldn't do that to Tom. Tom's a good guy. Well, Sheen is too, but you know. Anyway, I know I got to be careful. Francis gets all kind of upset when I talk about Sheen and Tom. He's spoken to me personally about it a couple of times. <laughs> He's turning an age uh, soon. He didn't say what, but he wants to celebrate it. Because I've been talking about going back to the Eaton House. I do hope a couple of people show up at the Eaton House. Well, maybe this episode will end. Uh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll hang on. And this episode but maybe will include the Eaton House. What is today? Today's, well, it's only Friday. I don't know. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Have I been babbling? I'm sorry. I think I better turn off the off button. Or turn on the off button, if that's what you do. the off button off. How do you do that? Well, you do that by pressing on. Press on the off button and then it'll be off. Anyway, I got off and that was the plan. Yeah, I don't... I don't know where I left off. I guess it doesn't matter. I'm jumping in again. I'm sitting in the handicap section in the shade under the tent. Directly opposite Hotel X, Toronto. Looks like a condominium. It's uh, a big building. Looks like it must be right on the ground. Of exhibition place. I don't know the deal behind Hotel X. Huge complex. have to Google it. Uh, anyway, 
I had I went back to reclaim my favorite spot before the race, right at that corner when they come out of Elizabeth Gate, turn on to I don't know Canada Way or something. <clears throat> Sorry. And um, I saw some some men laying down some red tarp kind of stuff. Uh, that's interesting. What are, what are they going to do there? And then I watched as they put it up on the chain link fence exactly where we were all watching the race from that exciting corner and what they were doing was they were blocking it off you could see through it but not well but like a filter a red filter mesh over the grill so I asked the uh, one of the guys who looked like he might have been responsible why are you putting up this red tarp and he said, I don't, I don't know, uh, you know, I'm just, we're just paid to do this. And then he said, maybe something about tomorrow's race, and, and I think it's designed that people who've paid money get to be in certain sections. And although today is the free day, it's probably cost-effective to put up these blinds now just before the most important race. Okay, the most important race coming up. This is the time they choose to put up those things. They they finish, everything finishes at 6.30. They surely could have put that up at 6.30. I, I, am, I am annoyed. Like this is not good thinking. Hey, yeah, it's free, but what do you want for free? You know, we're going to put up these filters now because uh, we're going to block, we're going to block some people, not you, but the guys tomorrow. No, that's that's shit. That, that's 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 shitty. And unnecessary, but who am I to complain? Uh, I'll leave it there. So I I, I decided uh, on principle, amongst other things. I'm not going to stay for that. Like, if I can't watch the race, and I, I, I specifically wanted to be in that corner to watch Tagliani and the others, the French Canadians, take that corner at top speed. And now it's blocked off. There's a there's a red filter. It, it's just it's it's annoying to have to look through it. No screen here, oh, because nobody cares. It's a straightaway. You want the corner where the action is. No, 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 no. That's got to be blocked off. At this time of day, it's what, 4, 3, 4 in the afternoon? Not even that. 3.30. 3.30. Race finishes in three hours. Why the fuck didn't you wait? Who gave the orders? Who gives a shit? about the people who came because it was a free day and they thought what a great deal I'm going to enjoy this race and boy I'm going to stick around the whole day so I can see the uh, the final uh, NASCAR style pinty pinty race the one I want to watch well no sorry buddy we got a red filter up there now can't watch it from there I don't want to watch it in the fucking straightaway so fuck you I'm going home it's very annoying I'll write a letter.
I'll complain. I should get a free pass for that. All right, signing off. Those are fast little fuckers. They sound like the radicals, but they're not supposed to be on. Another hour. I guess that's the NTT IndyCar series. Boy, they're going real fast. Oh yeah, there's this great. I miss the sign. I, I misread the sign. It is not Hotel X. It is, get this, it is Hotel 10. Get this was supposed to be the funny part. Do it in a Steve Martin voice. Okay, I'm still here. The uh, NASCAR Pinty race is going to start in about 20 minutes. So I made the decision to just stick around. Like, why would I head off? Like, what's to be gained? It's going to be the same train trip. I mean, no, it'll be different. There'll be different people, a different crowd. It'll be much more crowded, but uh, it just doesn't matter. It's not important, or if it was important, I couldn't know that from this perspective. Like, I don't know all the different possibilities. Like, eventually I'm going to end up at uh, Eglinton Gold Station in my car, in the little Toyota, in the parking lot, and driving home and reconnecting with Daniel Nalko and Yuki. So that's what's going to happen. But between now and then, well, now I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch a race. And then I'm going to find my way. It's a very long walk to the exit and then to the uh, exhibition go train. This time it's on the side of tracks that I'll be on. The train's heading east. So that's good. And uh, hopefully there might even be a section where it's uh, uh, handicapped accessible. In which case, then that would be the best place to get off. At anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, why am I going on about this? Like, how has this become important? And sadly, it has. And uh, I don't want this thing ruling my life. But uh, you know, I did cancel on Wednesday night to the meeting with Mark Blevis. You know, a little gathering at the only cafe. It's just too much hassle. And Mark is very understanding, but. You know, shame on me. I just did not want to put in that extra effort and all the, the even just the mental aspect of it. 
Who is it always said aspects? I think that was uh, Bob's partner, the Bob and AJ show. The various aspects. I love that show. I love the Bob and AJ show. That's back to the uh, the good old days of early podcasting. When we all loved each other. Well, not everybody did, but there was a, it was a bit of a love fest. Especially thanks to Pab. Getting it started. And uh, Bob's spirit. Bob was pretty wonderful. Anyway, I'll get back when the uh, when the race starts and uh, watch for my favorite Tagliani. The number no, no, it's uh, Ranger in the number twenty-seven. I can't remember Tagliani's and the other ones, and I don't think I'll hear the announcements from here. All right, signing off. I got a spot. It's okay. I'm I'm high up, so I can actually see the cars. And I have a stretch of road where there are no trees because this is tree-lined, this whole boulevard. But this is a pretty wide stretch, so you get to see, you know, the cars racing together. Signing off. Okay, boys and girls. I uh, ended up picking up a very good spot after all. I'm at the start-finish line. I didn't realize that. I see a police van in the front. And the cars are lining up, and they'll be in the order of the ones who made the best qualifying times. So those will be drivers I know. Uh, Rangers should be up there. Um, oh, and it, it's great. They're just they're just sitting still. They're just like the wild animals, just waiting to waiting to go. Uh, it's quite wonderful. It's uh, it's funny. It's that I. <laughs> that I, I did end up staying and did end up picking a spot that, oh, okay, that's pretty good. I'll see some racing from here. And, uh, yeah, this is the this is the big event. There's a cop taking pictures behind his black van. Yeah, he's got his iPhone out. I don't think those are police photos. I think those are his for his family. But yeah, that's all right. Yep, there's another cop doing the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to be here for the uh, start and finish. It's a little earlier than expected. I'm pretty excited about that. And, and it's just like they're sitting in the driver. They're just revving up. They're just waiting to go. I imagine there'll be a parade lap, I would expect. You know, it's not called a parade lap, but, you know, getting, getting everybody in line in place. It's funny that if a police car is the uh, van as the uh, lead car, it's usually a Corvette or something. Somebody sponsored. But it's a big thrill for the cops. Those guys who got to sign this. I think a bit of seniority got pulled there. Yeah, no, this is just this is just a bonus. This is a bonus, folks. Thank you, Ken. <laughs> for sticking around, for listening to your inner voice that said, you don't have to go home. You don't have to rush off. You can just stay here. And I listened. Somebody close by might think I'm crazy, but that's okay. Old man talking to himself. But everybody else got camera gear. Everybody else is uh, engaged somehow with these cars. I'm just doing it in a a, a vocal kind of way, an audio way. 
most drivers are feeling, especially ones right in the front, like they gotta get off, they, they gotta take advantage of this first row side by side. What a great position to get this the actual start of the race. So I can't do that, I can't take a picture of that and talk to you at the same time. So I think I'm gonna, uh, eh, do I need the picture? I don't need the picture, I got all the crap in the way anyway. I got the visuals on it now. Now it's the officials staring at the cars, revving a little more. shut down. I think what we got happening is a, uh, a pre-race interview. I see cameramen and uh, microphones and uh, official people going up to each car. That'll be for the uh, those watching it on video somewhere. <laughs>
was the formation lap. Now, 
catch up with you later. Find out tomorrow who wins. Must have been an accident because the uh, yellow flag's out. The police car is back on the track. Has been for a couple of laps now, so that's usually major damage. Stuff to clean up. I keep telling myself I can leave now. Get on the train before the crowds get in there. Now I'm wondering what's on the other side. Will there be an elevator to get me to where I have to go to get my car? And I suddenly realized the train, the uh, station said not accessible. And uh, they're doing all the reconstruction. I don't think there'll be an elevator in there, so I might have to call my wife to get her to drive me from one parking lot from where the trains drop you off and then drive me around <laughs> uh, the route around the tracks to uh, get back to my car and of course she won't be home so these are just little extra things going on in my head as I ramble on. And, and it, again, it, it's because of needing this thing and not being able to use stairs that I'm having to think through all these things. It really is a bit of an inconvenience. Sorry, I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm whining. I mean, maybe I do sound like I'm whining. I'm not trying to. I'm just coming to terms with the practicalities of this. Hmm. Still not racing. out in front can't tell you who that is yet Again, that crazy, crazy beginning. That's the the one good thing about restarts. Is you get a restart. Another another restart.
still love that sound. Hope to get back racing soon. And then it'll be another wild start, two by two at the front. Okay, the marshal is holding up the green flag now. So uh, you'll hear them roaring by. This is actually not a, not a bad spot to watch the action. Also be a nice time to be at the corner that they tarped off, watching them break, slow down for that corner, and then just take it, you know, one at a time getting through there. Wow. just spoke with a goal agent, I guess they're temporary staff for today. Um, I'm at the uh, place where you can board, they, they, le they level it out, so it's the one accessible loading platform. However, after at least five minutes of her searching on her website and then finally calling into the station, I'm informed that there is no elevator yet at Eglinton. So I will have to travel to the next stop, to Guildwood, which is accessible, take their elevator, go under the tracks, come back up, and wait for another train going back to my stop, Eglinton, which would be going the opposite direction and therefore on the right side where I can get off. So <laughs> it is uh, an inconvenience, you know. 
unless I get hold of my wife to pick me up on the other side at Eglinton. Um, but I, I, I can't. My phone's dead. I can't call her. So, uh, and the last train that was here just said, oh, no, offloading only. Can't get on. Wait for the next one. Oh, and now the uh, people start filing in. All right. Oh, my God. All right. Talk to you later. I just noticed a uh, 52-minute recording. It looks like my phone was left on, or my uh, Olympus was left on. Very annoying. My phone is dead. My iPhone's dead. I'm here. Ding, ding, ding. At Guildwood Station, only because Guildwood had an elevator, which meant I can get from track two to track one, where I am now, waiting for a train. Of course, my phone's dead, so I have no idea what the schedule is when the next train will be. Oh, my God. What a crazy day. You know. You know, you know, you know, you know. Just, uh, I mean, I'm grateful I'm going to get home. My fault for letting my phone you know, run down. It just doesn't hold the charge. Not when you're taking a lot of pictures anyway. So that's that's my bad. And the little charger I brought with me to charge it up doesn't last long at all. I'll have to get a better one, maybe. I've got a good one for the road trek, but not one you can carry in your bag. So, yeah, I wasn't able to call my wife to say pick me up on the other parking lot at uh, Eglinton because I couldn't get hold of her. Don't know if she called back because the phone died. It is, <laughs> you know, it is a slight inconvenience having to go past your stop. But the thing is, it will be fixed. But I, I have been thinking today that, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for almost anything. And, and I just don't like to complain. Hey, things were a lot worse in the old days. We've made great progress. Uh, but there's still progress to be made. I noticed, I guess, the uh, handicap uh, uh, car that's on the middle of every train, uh, it seems to be it's the only one without any outlets for plugging in your phone, because that's what I was going to do and solve all my problems. Uh, and there were none. And I guess it's because they're the oldest ones and it would cost too much, of course. So, you, you know, I don't feel like complaining. I'm grateful. Hey, I got on the train. They made room for us. They got people who were seated in the handicap car to move, stand up, give your seats up. They had to announce it, but people going on the train at uh, exhibition. But you'd think in the uh, handicap car, that's probably not handicap access car, that that would be a place where people might often need their phone or need information or need to find out, you know, when it's the next train back, for example. Or maybe I'll call my wife. Oop, phone's dead. Oh, there's no outlets on this car. So little things like that makes me think, geez, maybe am I going to turn into an activist? Am I going to actually get to be somebody who thinks, hey... 
you know, I, I, I've, I'm of the old school of, well, it's just nice that you can look after people who have disabilities and so on, but it's, it's, it was never a given. And I don't know if I want to be in the camp of the people demanding. I, I guess the one thing I'm, I must be absolute hell is to be handicapped, physically handicapped, and poor at the same time. That has got to suck. Well, here comes the train, so uh, we'll leave it at that. Talk to, uh, I'll wrap this all up uh, tomorrow, maybe put this out as a separate stupid podcast. Scarborough Dude, signing off. Bye. Quite a gap. Yep. Glad you're there. First class street. Good to go. Thank you. This is a newer one and they have outlets. Okay. Please stay clear of the doors. Doors are closing. Gotta go charge my phone. That's all for now.